this is this is a Fred tagline. I'm very excited. I'm so, oh, wow. this 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 strip is the reason that I am on this week. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're listening to Being Jim Davis, the podcast that considers what effects that might conceivably have practical bearings we consider the object of our conception to have. Uh, that there, for those of you playing at home, is a concise statement of the philosophy of American pragmatism. Mm. as put forward by James Peirce in I Don't Care Sometime in the History Times. Wait, Um, okay. I'm gonna rate... I feel like I have a bone to pick with you on this. Oh, pick that bone. Are you you describing the pragmatist philosophy of William James or Charles Sanders Peirce? Oh, sorry, Charles Sanders Peirce, 100%. Apologies. I mean, yeah. Uh, He actually went to the same school that I went to. Oh, okay, that's cool. So, I learned this fact in a building named after him. Was is that is that UVA uh, or is uh, that a different? No, I honestly was, don't uh, know. Stevens Tech in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, my, my one required that. humanities course one semester, I uh, I took American philosophy, and this was the a concise statement of the entire class. Good times. Oh, nice. Look, I'm I'm into both William James and Charles Sanders Peirce. I feel like you can't you can't go wrong there. John, do, who Charles do you pre- do you prefer Charles Sanders Peirce or William James, John? Hmm? Sorry, I'm, I can't hear you because I'm watching this video toaster demonstration. God fucking oh. damn it! No, how is it? I'm a genuinely interested in the video. It's toaster. great. It's great. I yeah. remember this video. This is I, it's reliving a period in life. It's this, this is great. <laughs> it's a great video. <laughs> the, the Copernican Revolution. I thought the sun revolves around oh, the earth. Sorry. Oh, that's great. Uh, my name is Fred okay. DeWeese and I am Jim Davis. Right. Sorry, I forgot an important part. That's fair enough. Oh. My name is Christopher Winter and I am Thorsten Veblen. That's We're going to talk about American philosophy of the, you know, early mid 20th century. Huh? Uh, sorry, I already said literally everything I know about American philosophy. My but, name but is John Gibson and that's also who I am. But I pretend to be Jim Davis. Arguably, Veblen from time to time, like a proto sociologist. But you know, we'll get into it. Uh, Chris, John, it's Saturday, May first, nineteen eighty-two, and today we're reading the fourteen thirteenth ever Garfield strip. Mm. Rare palindrome. Mm. Actually, literally, what happens? It's in a Lucas Garfield. number, isn't it? A Lucas number. Is is this? I would like to hear uh, what a Lucas number is. Is it, is, or, or, it's, it, or is it a Mercian prime? God, but John, what is a Lucas number? <laughs> no one knows. What do Chris. I have access to the internet or something? Uh, I believe somebody asked what happens in today's Garfield, so I will. Okay, go on. I will. I'll. I'll just. You know, in today's Garfield, young people who don't have TVs and by definition didn't grow up in the '60s have to make two trips to mom to have this Garfield strip explained to them. Fair. Two trips. Two trips. Two trips. Wow. You shouldn't be doing well, that right now with, with COVID-19 and everything. Yeah. They'll, they'll have more than enough time during, during the commercial break. Mm. I'm fascinated to hear that. I don't know. I'm, I'm about the two trips. I'm, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I used to read Garfield like as a young person, um, you know, we had all the little short, wide books. Yeah. Garfield sits around the house, yeah. etc. Every now and again, we'd splurge and get one of the treasuries so we could see them in glorious color. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd be reading a strip, but I'd have to be like, well, I'm, we'll, we'll get to where I made my first trip to mom. 
Um, but I'd have to go have them explain to me because I'm like six years old and I don't have a television. I didn't grow up in the 60s. So none of this strip made sense to me. Um, Fair. So, so you didn't know what a TV was? I did know what a TV was, but I did not have like any context for mm. what any mm. of the words, well, what one specific word that I didn't know what it meant, meant, uh, and what the whole construction of this comic was all about. Because, yeah, it just made huh. no sense. Um, yeah, this is a weird one. Yeah. And I think when you like when you consider panel one, like the thing that jumps out to me here is mm -hmm. that the Lucas sequence is basically related to the Fibonacci. <laughs> it's like, if you're familiar with the Fibonacci sequence where each number is the sum of the oh, preceding two, of course. Yeah. that's basically it's also a, one of those. Yeah, that's the yeah. Lucas sequence, but it has different starting values. It starts with a two yeah. and then a one. Um, yeah. And so it goes two, one, three, four, seven, 11, 18, 20. And, and so it, it, uh, it, exhibits many of the same properties but has a different starting point so that's interesting why does it go to one yeah that's that, ridiculous i because because francois edouard anatole lucas yeah I no there's know. some reason for it yeah there's some reason for it Ma you know? mathematical reasons probably. it's one of those pi versus tau bullshit arguments Ugh, where, do you, it's fine. where do you guys come down on the big pi versus tau rivalry oh, I'm, I'm 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 a heavy tau proponent uh, tau means shear stress where I come from um, <laughs> and pi is equal to three so uh, very mm. very different do you, you come true. from the bible that is yes. true it's a li little known fact that pi is equal to three mm. um, anyway alright uh, panel one Garfield's watching TV there's soundy stuff coming out of the TV it's got words in it it says we'll be right back after this word mm -hmm. from our sponsor and the panel is, is is divided into four sections, like we talked about yesterday. I, I sort of appreciate how the uh, the x-axis could be rotated to make the correct quadrants using the shadow line on the wall. Mm. Like that's that's almost you'd have to mm. offset it down a little bit minus y to get a, the mm -hmm. true uh, arrangement. Mm -hmm. But it, I find it pleasing. Yeah, yeah. That that diagonal on the wall. I feel like adds a lot to it kind of ties the whole mm -hmm. the whole tableau together in a way <laughs> do you not feel that uh, way yeah no i absolutely I agree know, like, like without that they're kind of um these disassociated like almost these two columns facing each other and there's this kind of tension between them and that diagonal shadow line really uh, like the way it goes from Garfield's toes to the volume knob, the volume and or vertical hold knob. <laughs> it really draws draws the eyes to that knob. Yeah. Like, right, that lovingly yeah. rendered knob. And then it goes that's through a, the- that's, a, that's an eye drawing line. Yeah, it goes through the tail yeah. as well. Like goes from, from Garfield, from mm -hmm. the edge of the screen to Garfield's tail to his toes to the knob, definitely draws your eyes to that knob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at, check out this knob. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Uh, panel two, same picture. The TV says the word Sasquatch, and it's in quote marks. That's fun. And at this point, young Fred goes and asks, hey, mom, what's Sasquatch? Because I figured that had to be the key to this whole puzzle. Yeah. Um, it's it's not, though, is it? It, it has... turns out that that does not matter, so thus the second mm. trick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's a yeah. uh, God damn it! What's the thing that they chase in the movie, but it doesn't really matter? A MacGuffin. Thank Red you. Magu- I was looking for MacGuffin. MacGuffin. I was looking yeah. for MacGuffin. So, John, thank you for playing. The answer we were looking for was MacGuffin. Board goes mm. to Fred. Fred. You know, I thought uh, no. the answer was red herring, but it turned out that answer was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Panel three. Boom. Boom. Panel three, the, the TV says, welcome back. And Garfield clutches his forehead as if in anguish. Uh, no, he has eaten, and his ears are back. He has eaten ice cream too quickly yeah. between panels two and three. This is typical <laughs> ice cream headache. Happen. That does he does look like Gar- Garfield's having a God, brain freeze. I want some ice cream yeah. now. Yeah, I'll tell you one. Okay. I'll tell you one nice thing about moving back from uh, Honolulu in Hawaii to mm-hmm. Prairie Village in Kansas. In nearly every respect, Prairie Village is inferior to Honolulu. But uh, it's easier to get frozen custard here. And sometimes I want some fucking oh. frozen custard, John. Mm. Sometimes yeah, I want that, some you, motherfucking frozen custard. You've got a frozen custard place like within walking distance. I could walk you? there if I wanted to. I drive yeah. because I, now I, li- now I live also in... also have a car, so you don't yeah. have to walk. Now I live in the American Midwest where no one walks <laughs> anywhere, as opposed yeah. to Honolulu where I got a big walk-in every day. Yeah. Now, in Honolulu, could I get shave ice? Sure, I could get shave ice. Could I go down to the Banan? And get that trendy stuff that's like it's like ice cream, but it's made out of bananas. Yeah, I could get that. Banan was pretty mm-hmm. good, but they didn't have easy access to frozen custard. The other two issues I had with Honolulu, I don't know if I've brought this up with you, John, but just mm-hmm. for the record. For the record. For the record. There was less spicy food than I expected and than I felt was warranted. Felt like there should have been much easier access to spicy foods and particularly dried chilies. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly given, you know, the uh, uh, the influence of uh, uh, Korean migrant laborers on Hawaiian history, felt like there should have been mm. should have been easy to get red chilies. It was not. Number two, the birds were really just letting everyone down. The birds In were Hawaii. a bunch of they were a bunch of assholes who should have been brightly colored, but were mostly just like white and brown assholes, little white and brown assholes. I'm in Hawaii. I expect like some green and red and blue fucking birds all over the place. That was not the case. It was disappointing. Birds were disappointing. Those were my two, two, three issues with Hawaii. Uh, Everything else was superior. uh, Disappointing brown and white assholes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else was Gross. superior, though. I mean, the birds in the birds in Prairie Village, Kansas, are also you know not brightly colored, but I don't really expect it here. Right, it has to do with expectations rather yeah. than just I the had, situation itself. Yeah, I had I had unfortunate. I lived in Australia a while. I have very high expectations for bird color. <laughs> you know, if I'm not surrounded by a flock of fucking rainbow lorikeets, what's the goddamn point of having birds at all? Have we talked about this one? I got off track. I apologize. Uh, no, we have not talked about the, the... Well, maybe we did. I forget. I think we... we yeah, we know we read through it. Oh, yeah. The TV says, welcome back. Yeah. And Garfield has a brain freeze. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, if you don't have a TV and you're a young person, mm-hmm. the idea that there will be a word from your sponsor and mm. what that even means, there's nothing to connect to. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And so then your mom has to explain about television in the distant past. Right. And <laughs> and then you go back and read it again she, and you're like, I, I'm just never going to get it. She, she have to explain the concept of advertising? Mm-hmm. Yes, actually she did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because okay, and then John, and then John. and then okay, so that's the first one, and then and then no, so you the, hear the you first understand one was what, Sasquatch, yeah, okay, the Woodland Day that okay. was the key, yes, the, exactly. All right, the abominable so, snowman. Yeah, the, now the that Yeti. we've all the we've all learned from our mothers, uh, you know who Sasquatch is, uh-huh. the Woodland Day, <laughs> and uh, you know what advertising is. Like, mm-hmm. does this make any sense? I mean, there's a certain charm to it being just one word from the sponsor like yeah. that would be awesome if that's how long your commercial breaks were mm-hmm. I th- I, for, that's for the whole sponsor. joke yeah. but, isn't it? Yeah. I, enjoy, I actually enjoy this one even though it's wholly word based and not picture based which usually isn't a good thing for me I think there's a fun absurdist charm to this you know yeah I, I appreciate a good absurdist charm yeah I, I, I'm not against this one I like it um, plus, Sa- I wouldn't and, say that I'm against it. And, and and I'll state for the record, I think Sasquatch was a great choice for that single word. <laughs> Jim Davis could have chosen any huh. word. I was going to say it seemed like an odd choice. Like, like it, it, I don't know. It's so, such a weird, like, left field yeah. Yeah, oh. kind of thing to put in there that, it, like, it made me wonder, like, oh, is there something else going on or is it just the one word joke? It also made six-year-old me wonder the same thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, adult me likes this comic because you can find it by googling Garfield Sasquatch. This mm. is the only occurrence <laughs> of the word Sasquatch in all of Garfield history. Yeah, the mm. o- your only hits will be this comic and the numerous conspiracy theories about the Garfield Sasquatch <laughs> that wanders the hills outside yeah. of Muncie, Indiana. Like, I wonder about the writing process. Like, did Jim Davis just like? decide okay i'm gonna come up with a random word what's a random word or or it, like he probably went to random.org yeah and, probably uh, i mean or is sasquatch a brand name no i think i think he i think he chose i think he did a really good job of choosing a, a word that's like just the right level of obscurity and mm-hmm. kind of funniness. It's kind, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of a funny. Yeah, word. it has some visceral kind of. It has some funny consonants in it. Yeah, but it's yeah. something that yeah. it's a it's a word that uh, um, Fred's experience notwithstanding, most people know. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of obscure. Uh-huh. It does. It's it's clearly not tied to a product. And so, it, like, it's just there as this weird random thing rather than, you know, like, if it was sale or buy or whatever, that's a very different joke. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I, the more I look at this one, the more I like it. I would describe Sasquatch as the Rocky Oxnard of interjections. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Lorenzo the Woodchuck of interjections. That's oh, yeah, we forgot sure. to talk about Rocky Oxnard. You guys remember uh, that episode of Lorenzo the Woodchuck when he meets the Sasquatch? Sure. Oh, you mean so, when he races the... Oh, no, that's the thing he actually he did. The Never steam mind. locomotive. He actually did all this, John. And he, and he beat the steam locomotive, too. Mm. Yeah, but then he died. Mm. Then right. he died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Oxnard is a place in California. Yeah. Um, yep. And near L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are from like Northwest. You guys are familiar with L.A. You guys are familiar with the Maffet and Davies album, October in Oxnard. 
No. Okay. I mean, no, only me. Just because my no. Because you because my it, mom it's... dated Clark Maffet that time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Maff- you know Maffet what, Chris, and you said a thing, and uh, uh, Maffet and Davies. I thank not you a, for it. Not a successful band, but my mom's ex-boyfriend Clark Maffet was in the band Maffet and Davies. He was the Maffet one. Uh, which I think is- they released a couple of albums back in I don't know the 1970s. They did. They were not successful. Hmm. Okay. All right. Googling Maffet and right. Davies now to make oh. sure I didn't imagine that. Sorry. All right. I, 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 yeah. Sorry. I, um, I, I perceive oh, no. now that I am the host again. Uh, <laughs> Don't you hate that? And therefore, I have some responsibilities <laughs> here. Uh, to end this madness you've been listening to Being Jim Davis Being Jim Davis please rate, review, and subscribe on other podcasts or the podcast of your choice why not visit the show website Being Jim Davis it it doesn't suck exclamation point close parentheses question mark I think those go in the oh no that's the right order for me Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter at Being Jim Davis Uh, I have a plug here let me pull up my plug sheet I'd like to hear it (laughs) Uh, con- consider supporting Bennett's Village, a nonprofit working to build an all abilities playground here in Charlottesville. That's at uh, Bennett'sVillage.org. Two N's, two T's in Bennett. That that is actually a, the first worthwhile thing that anyone said on this podcast all mm. week. Is <laughs> <laughs> the thing people should do first and certainly the last. No, no. The second is my correction, John. I I mentioned that uh, mm. Maffet and Davies recorded in the nineteen uh, seventies. Turns out I was wrong. Um, oh, sure, they released October in Oxnard, the LP in nineteen seventy eight. Mm. But they released mm-hmm. the Rise and Fall of Honesty in nineteen sixty eight. Oh, so a long time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Clark Maffet did this with Brian Davies. Uh, Clark Maffet is the one who my mom dated for a while. That's fun. Was that before or after John Mackey? Because didn't she date John Mackey? Or she, am I? Is that? It's very possible that she dated John Mackey. I'm not sure quite uh, who that is, but it sounds. Uh, he was the CEO of Whole Foods before Jeff Bezos bought him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like she probably would have would have dated that guy. I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she got around. Let's 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 not have any. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely oh. dated some dudes named John. Okay. Uh, um. I remember John Mallinckrodt and John Simmons, and so there could have been a John Mackey in there as well. It's hard to know. Um, you know, that, this went sideways on me. I did not mean to be talking about your mom. Uh, no, thank you. Good I, night. I think we should. <laughs> It, would you feel more comfortable? Yeah, we usually wait for the Sunday episode for that. Would it make you more comfortable if we talked about John's Aunt Cindy? Because it's the same person. Just Sometimes uh, yes, we feel actually, better d- talking about John's Aunt Cindy. I yeah, think that would make me less comfortable. The, the implied distance of the relation <laughs> now actually it's about does me. smooth it over for me. <laughs> yeah, now it's about you. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I've said thank you and good night. Just thank you and good night. night. Thank you and good night. This is a podcast where a couple of white dudes Disappointed in the way their lives have turned out Talk about a comic strip for children The result is neither funny nor interesting This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop And while you're at it Check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.